Hey, welcome to Ndoka Toxibo Stuff. My name is Ndoka, and as you know, and I'm a Kohindibo. Welcome to the last episode of season three. Yeah, I I feel kind of somehow saying seasons, season one, season two, episode four, episode ten. It just seems a bit like I'm a content creator or something. Well, I, I am creating content, aren't I? So the fourth season of Noka Toxibo Stuff will be starting on December 7th. So that's like a three-month break, like I normally take three-month break to relax and be taken care of. It's not as if I'm going to be relaxing and be taken care of. I will still have my day job. Keeps me pretty busy, if you know what I mean. And um, pays the bills. And um, yeah, pretty much does, pretty much does what jobs do. Keeps you busy, pays the bills, sucks your life. So there's that. Um, today I'm going to be reading some of your mails. You guys have been gracious enough to send in some really nice mails from, like I said in the last episode, all over the world. From Owaniile, from Obodo Ibo to Obodo Nigeria, from all nooks and crannies, Ebenile Konojine send them messages, and I'm going to be reading all of that, and I'm going to be like, "Hey guys, you guys have done well. Thank you for sending these mails, and they really mean so much to me. They really inspire me to do more of this, to talk Igbo stuff. Like I mentioned in the very first episode, I just wanted to." have a space where I just talk about stuff. I didn't imagine it would take off. I just wanted to talk about um, something that is important to me, which is Igbo culture and Igbo tradition. And you people listened and shared and listened and shared and listened and shared. And now, like almost 6,000 times. I know some... That might not seem like a lot to a lot of people. That is like a lot to me. 6,000 times that my podcast has been played around the world. 6,000 times. That's that's wild, man. That is wild. Thank you. Thank you. Ka. Dalo. Emaila. Unemaila. So I'm going to start off with the first email. It's from Achebe Peter. Achebe Peter does not mention where he's texting from or where he's sending his mail from. And he's just short and goes straight to the point. He says, Hi Ndoka, I stumbled on your podcast. Just listened to the first episode and I enjoyed it. Can't wait to listen to the others. Thank you, Peter, for sending in this. And I'm sure a lot of people always call you. We always be calling you Chenwa Achebe instead of Achebe Peter. Or probably joking I'm saying are you related to Chino Achebe and all those kind of stuff because I don't meet a lot of Achebe's in real life. Thank you for sending this. And it seems a lot of people stumble on my podcast. Which is weird. It's like it's just somewhere like a stone and it just like hits your leg on it and like oh that's a nice podcast. Or People are actually out there searching for Igbo podcasts and 
ebook content which is nice i didn't actually expect that people would do that i don't know if i do that i do i do search for ebook content and i'm really it makes me happy to know that people also randomly search by search for ebook content i discovered recently that on google podcast most the most way people find me is through search and yeah it's nice to know people out there are looking for ebook content ebook content the next uh email is from tobias tauna i don't know if that's an ebook name i don't know i don't think tobias is an ebook person interesting i loved the episodes on biafra Thank you for sharing and having the difficult conversation. I strongly believe that sorry, I strongly believe that is what we need to move forward. I hope it sows I hope it sows seeds in the hearts of many. Nigeria must change to be better, whether as one or, or not. Well done, Shabayana and Tobias Tauna. So I don't think Tobias is Igbo. And thank you, Tobias, for writing me. So interesting thing that i thought when i started i did not intend that my podcast was going to be just for Igbo people i did expect it was going to be majorly Igbo people i didn't even know if i had a target audience per se i was just like i'm just going to talk Igbo stuff and anybody who's interested can listen and that is why it's mostly in english mostly in english first of all uh so that a wide range of people can listen people who are not Igbo, people who are Igbo anybody people who are learning Igbo other people write to me and say they are le- they, they, they kind of learn from my podcast and that's interesting so I, I like that so interesting yeah about the Biafra episodes having difficult conversation ah, the difficult conversation has not even started that is like the tip of the iceberg it's one thing for one guy with a podcast in Oba to talk about this it's and then it's another thing for like to have it on a larger scale like on a national scale i think the conversation has been had like small 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 and then there's a whole thing going on with ipop in the southeast but it's not happening on a national scale nigeria is not uh, recognizing the atrocities it committed biafra is never recognizing the atrocities it committed itself. so like a lot of conversations about biafra is not being heard there's a lot of noise being made, but actual conversations is not being had about Biafra. This the noise about it will continue for a long time. I think in a way it's a good thing that we, it's not forgotten. But I feel like the conversations about Biafra need to be had at a national level with serious um impetus, serious people. Like you should talk about it and decide what are we going to do. Are we going to do like a public holiday as for starters so status national public holiday day of remembrance for starters that's like that's that's something easy like do something rwanda did rwanda has like a big a friend of mine was mentioning it that rwanda has like a big um i've never been to kigali before or rwanda at all or anywhere outside nigeria so they have like this big um memorial where they remember those who were killed and the awful events of april 1994 the rwandan genocide so something like that for status the next one is from some kenny some kenny wrote something long he goes dearest ndoka and then he sighs so let me do the sigh 
there's so many things i want to say and i'm lacking words but i will try dramatic like it so i remember the day i saw the link to your podcast on a friend's whatsapp status that your friend is a true g and i said to myself a podcast on Igbo stuff this should be interesting i immediately went to google podcast found and subscribed thank you for subscribing please people should subscribe wherever you're listening to let me continue while I listened to Nduka Talk's introduction, that's the first episode, and then a few weeks later, I listened to Nduka Talk's Chineke and Ogbanje. Believe me, words can't express how I feel and the impact listening to your podcast has had in my life. Earlier this year, I was privileged to attend the movie screening on Biafra, and seeing the movie stirred a lot of things in me. I mean, it's a good thing to know how to speak and write your language. And then it's a wonderful and amazing thing to know your culture and its history slash origin. So yeah, I took it upon myself to know more. And boom, your podcasts have come to spice up my, my quest for Igbo knowledge. For this well thought out initiative, I am priding in you, okay? And even though some days you might feel down or lack the zeal to go on, just know that if not for any other person, I some Kenetriku am rooting for you. Or at least Oh, okay. Oh, lest I forget, your wardrobe voice is so lit. Thank you. I probably should recommend it as a good or uh, as a good interview or discussion venue for great acoustics that bring out the rich timber of one's voice. Thank you. Your fans, some Kenetriku. You people oh, I have fans, I have stands. Of which I used to say on Twitter, if I ever blow by crook or by hook, my fan name, my stand names are your banjes. Duh, obviously. So thank you, Somkene. Like, this is what I'm talking about. People are actually going out with quests in their mind, seeking Igbo content. And I like that. I really, really like that talks about um watching an a film on biafra i like that art is being made with biafra so i don't know that there are a lot but i uh, there are some documentaries there's a film or two that have been set in biafra so so many books i want more of that more of that more of those films more of those books more of those stories from different people and in, in different perspectives out there we come here to push it out plenty it cannot be enough i can remember like i wrote a short story when i was like in uni can't remember where that short story is and somebody was asking me ah, why are you always writing on biafra i can't write about something else i was like eh, can't I write about something else but then i was a child yeah, we can write about something else better but we'll insist on writing as many biafra stories as possible we will write as many Biafra stories as we can get because this it needs to be out there. More art about Biafra needs to be out there. The next one is from Stan Dichi. And Stan says, One name, Kao. I listened to your podcast on Biafra and I dare say it was chilling. There was something very authentic about the way you told the story with intermittent songs that gave me that feeling. Maybe brought back memories from childhood long gone and almost forgotten. I thank you for giving that back to me. Good luck and keep doing what you're doing. I wish you all the best. Best regards, fine. Thank you for writing to me about Biaf about this particular one. 
and I feel like from this, I'm getting that he was he lived through Biafra because he says it gives him memory of childhood long gone, or perhaps the songs gave him memories of childhood long gone. Either way, it really touches me to like to have touched. No, it really touches me to have brought back those memories for him. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if I just made sense, but like. I'm grateful to have been part of that experience for him, especially the nostalgia that he must have brought him. I think it's the songs. And by the way, <laughs> I know that a lot of you think my so my voice is bad, and I agree. That's why I've not sang in a long time. Well, anyway, Stanley writes again. This one is about the fuck the, the colonizer episode. He said, I just listened to your podcast on Fuck the Colonizer. I got, sorry. It got me laughing so hard when you said something about speaking Igbo for the culture. We do that shit here in Hong Kong. Like, say tomorrow, no day. I am with a Nigerian, best believe I won't be speaking English. I can speak Pidgin with non Igbos and the Igbo with my brothers. I like how you get louder. I like how we get louder and obnoxious when we get into it. Keep doing what you're doing. Love it. God in the Thank you. Thank you, Stan. And Stan is writing from Hong Kong. So this was like I think this was like the first international mail I got. I was like, yes, Hong Kong in China. They are listening to me in the China. No Bodo China. In Hong Kong, in Ano, think so. I was like, oh my god! All the way in China, I was that that got me like hype for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, that episode on Fog the Colonizer. I think I swore so much in that episode. I don't think I've sworn that that before on a normal day. The last one is from Utochuku. Hello, Nduka. My name is Udojuku, and I really like your podcast. You have been... Okay, sorry. You have give... Okay. You give being Iboda cool feel. Thank you. And I learned a lot from your work. I am mostly enthralled by the CBD. So I, so I was speaking with my cousin that lives in the US, and I realized that she felt bad because she couldn't speak Igbo. I would really like if you could do a podcast about tips on learning Igbo, especially for young people who didn't grow up in Igbo-speaking places. Personally, I used to be ashamed of speaking Igbo because I felt it sounded funny. However, I came across a white lady in my university that was studying linguistics and African studies that was so proud to walk around with African stuff and educated to learning the language. This really made me question my idea towards Igbo. Anyway, I wish you all the best and all you do. It's amazing. Udochuku, thank you. Ah, uh, so I don't know how I, I don't know if I can do an episode that uh, if I if my if I can start teaching Igbo on my podcast, it's a lot teaching Igbo. I think I did something where I thought where I, I explained how na can be used in sentences, and I think that's the most I can do about Igbo. I don't have like professional teaching, um, excuse me, professional teaching training. Or whatever so i don't know if i can even teach it in real life i can probably just say say after me say abechidi like 
that I bet you the Zibu alphabet and I know it. I bet you the F A G B H G H I J K B K L M N O P Q R P R S H T U O V W Y Z. That's the Igbo alphabet. So I don't know. I don't know. But thank you, Dojuku, for writing me. A lot of people have. I know a lot of people that feel like Dojuku. Until recently, when Igbo speaking became cool, or maybe when it became cool because it wasn't cool like five years ago, a lot of people did not feel like speaking Igbo. If not, not even in the abroad like he is now. I think he's in the US or something. For those of us who live in Nigeria, self, it used to be not be cool. I remember in secondary school, I went to secondary school, I went to two secondary schools, I went to Living World, which was in like in Naba, in the city of Aba. And I went to second one, Nigerian Christian High School, which was like 18 kilometers away from Aba. It was like far. So it was inside this small village called Nlago. And we kind of spoke vernacular normally. My sc- the schools in Aba don't speak vernacular in the school, you get, because they're inside city. I guess that's why. Then, this particular school, we just spoke vernacular, which is weird because a lot of people who went to that school were not just Igbo, they were Igbo people, they were Anang and Ibibio people because uh, the Ecotechman was just a few minutes away and there were people from like Ogoni and Eleme. It was like kind of mixed, but it was obviously quite Igbo majority. But we did speak a lot of vernacular in that school and one day I raised my hand and I was telling my teacher. So my teacher, um, my physics teacher, one of my one of the best teachers I've ever had, used to mix Igbo with his physics lessons. So he will be teaching physics for now and then maybe motion. And the next thing, and he has like this peculiar not peculiar, it's Ungwa. So he, he speaks Ungwa dialect because it's an Obingwaloko government is an Obingwaloka government area. So he uh, so the next thing here is maybe he's teaching motion. motion singing and so something like that. And it was so weird and you would learn it was interesting actually. But then one day in class I just raised up my hand and I was like, Why do we always speak vernacular in class? Why do we not speak English in class? So that you know every other person can understand. Which is a good point so that every other person can understand. But then it wasn't like he was teaching it's he was teaching physics in Igbo. It was just to like make, explain to further buttress a particular point and he switched into um Ngwa dialect and then I asked that. Obviously I'm a different person, a very completely different person than I was in two thousand and nine. So two thousand and nine, I don't know. So yeah. <sighs> Come a long way. Oh, what was I saying? So yeah, people always feel kind of weird speaking Igbo. I understand that, but now it's cool. There's no need to feel weird. Just go and speak it. Be obnoxious as you can. Every other person is obnoxious with their language. The next one is from Kenny Okele. Hi, I'm a listener from Belgium. Unafu. From Hong Kong to the US, now we are in Belgium. We are really traveling the world. I'm a listener from Belgium. I recently discovered your podcast on Spotify and I am really enjoying it. As a Nigerian born abroad, it's nice to hear the perspectives and opinions of my people back home. You said fan mail encourages you and continue sorry, encourages you to continue to do this. 
so this is me playing my part i personally liked Nkoheri part one episode because it was in ingribo and that's very helpful to someone learning Igbo like me i wish you good luck in your writing ps i liked the episode with angel it was great i hope you have her in future episodes in the future yes i'll have angel in future episodes and that was a nice episode i really like i enjoyed doing it with her i think Nkoheri is probably one of the best ideas i've ever had in my lifetime Nkohiri specifically so i in the way i was thinking how do i start incorporating more Igbo in my Igbo podcast right how do i even make people who don't understand Igbo learn it some more why not just mix it up and teach it and talk like that you get so Nkohiri was born in Igbo specifically it's one of the best things to speak I love speaking English, but it's actually how I talk on a normal. So, yeah, that was easy to do and easy to make. The next one is from Ife Mwibe. Dear Nduka, my first fan mail ever. Yes, there's this thing they do in um, in Aba, in Magic FM. I, I'm sure they do it in other radio stations when there's a first time caller and then they ring a bell. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, so this is my bell for Ife Mwibe. My first fan mail ever. I hope it finds you and everyone you care about well. It did. Thank you. So I felt compelled to write to you just because of how important your podcast has been to me and how much it improved the last half of my 2020. I randomly typed Igbo into Apple Podcast Search one day and the cover image of your podcast drew me in. Thank you. And I designed it myself. I listened to the Igbos in Lagos one, and that was it for me. I'm still trying to understand all the podcast is doing for me, thinking seriously about my identity as an Igbo woman, thinking seriously about decolonizing, valuing Igbo philosophy, a lot of things, Sha. I really enjoyed the episode on Chi, and all the articles you recommended have been interesting. Honestly, every episode. I watched Akede, started listening to Bright Chimeze, reading Chima Chibi's essays and taking Igbo conversation lessons thanks to you. Anyway, before this message gets too long, it's never too long, my dear. Thank you so much for starting and continuing to do the work that the podcast requires. It continues to teach me so much and bring me joy. I always laugh when you mention your closed voice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wishing you a peaceful end of the year. Much appreciation, Ife. Thank you so much, Ife. One thing, I don't think I realize how much that I have actually said in this podcast. I'm just randomly remembering my Igbo music episode. That was, that was wild. (laughs) Oh, bright Chimese. And I also remember recommending Akede. I don't know if you still have not watched Akede. Go and find it. I don't know. It probably is on YouTube. Awesome film. Osofia and... uh, Patience as well. Beautiful. Patience before Patience became the typecast wicked mother-in-law. She was Osofia's wife in Akede. And it was awesome. An awesome film. Watch it if you haven't watched it. It is very interesting. One thing I like about Akede <laughs> is um I think when I watched it, I thought it was actually real life because uh, there were a lot of 
Isaka boy that is the Bakasi boys that were chasing them. We are also like in real life Bakasi boys all over about area. So I, I kind of thought it was a, it was um how would I put it real life. But then I was a child. What do I know? What do I know? I do not know anything. The next thing is from Stephanie. Hello Nduka. I just want to thank you for your amazing podcast. I live in Germany, Europe. On half. And it's really annoying to me. It's really annoying for me to always just hear stuff from Europe and an European point of view. As we were as if okay, as we were the center of the world and nothing else exists. Your podcast gives me input about the topics and the points of view I would otherwise not get. Really happy you're doing this podcast. Thank you. Shebi is Chima Chebi that said it that until the story of the hunt is told from the how do you even say it? Until the lion tells his own story, right? The story of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. That was Chima Chebi. And I don't think we under I think we now do we actually now do the power of storytelling. It is so powerful. Storytelling anyways in any way from marketing to communications to film to novel to everything is such a powerful thing and um it can be violent, it can be war. I don't even know that they are raging war on you because all, all, all they need to do is to not include you in the story and you will not exist a lot of people a lot of people have disappeared forever by just being wiped off their story so and that was and i am glad that africans is not if did not start today church started writing in the 50s so and i'm glad that africans are beginning to or not beginning africans are writing and telling their own stories in their own way you know, at some point, you can't get tired and be like, ah, these stories, it's not, can't you see how others are doing it? And I, I'm talking about Nollywood, right? For a long time, Nollywood was awesome. And then we were like, ah, can't you see how other people are doing it? And then before we knew it, we're not telling American stories, it's just that Nigerians are acting it. Again, the same thing. And it, it seems like, and it seemed as if Nollywood lost its way. And the old Nollywood was different, wildly different from what it is now. Some of the stories may, may have seemed weird to you, or well, how was the word? Can't find the word, sir. Corny, about the word. But then that's what that's that's what it is. Now we are missing it. We are missing the. We know that there's a certain genosequa that is that used to be in the nineties movies that we cannot quite catch now. I'm not. Am I lying? There's a certain genosequa that is missing. That these films today are not capturing something is missing somewhere i think i kind of uh, swayed the next one is from anthony hey wonderful oh god did i tell you guys that my name is wonderful and this is your podcast on cbd and Igbo names i think that's why i did that's why i told you guys that my name is wonderful i'm ashamed and Igbo naming patterns and it was quite nice Keep it up. By the way, your names are plenty. Sounded like some sort of incantation. 
my names are plenty i have like plenty names doka wonderful chibube ekpayanko nkonvu kuku wojodike i do have a lot of names this one is from kosi i really enjoy reading this from kosi Dear Nduka, sorry to disturb you at this time. You are never disturbing me. Mana Fambo Kosi Zotiku, and I really have enjoyed your podcast. I am 15 years old. Okay, I am a 15 year old boy living in the UK. My dad is a native of Onicha Donido. I don't know how Onicha people say that thing. Onichasha. And my mom is a Bibio from Akwaibom. I speak Inglibo. That is impressive. A lot of people in, in Nigeria don't even speak it. But I hope one day to become completely fluent in Igbo and the Bibio and maybe Yoruba. My favorite episodes have been Biafra the Musical and in CBD. I am sorry about what happened in Nigeria recently, especially in Imo State. I think it was after Olo, the incident at, at Olo. And I hope you are keeping safe. Yes, I'm keeping safe. As much safe as someone can be in Nigeria, I guess. Thank you for writing me, Kosi. This was such a very cute and very nice, really very, very nice meal I got from Kosi. Thank you. And see, no age range from 15 to somebody that was alive during the civil war my target audience is white are you people see white we are reaching the world we are reaching the world the next one is from mesoma hello mesoma wrote like a long a long thing hello nduka i am mesoma chuku i just started listening to your podcast on spotify this week and i'm totally in love with your content and education thank you Ms. Oma. i was born in nigeria in lagos mother is from Upo, but have been living in canada since i was an infant because of my father's and my sense that Igbo was an inferior language for his children to learn i have lost my language and because of my distance from home i feel like i've I barely have a thread linking me to my homeland and my ancestors. I live in Ikaluit, Nunavut, for, my, for most of my life, just beneath the Arctic Circle in Canada. Are you people seeing this thing? So I googled this place, Ikaluit, in Nunavut. I think I mentioned it in my last podcast. It is far. It is very, very. It's not Vancouver that everybody in Lagos is going to, or Ontario, or is it Quebec that all everybody in uh, everybody in their and their grandmother in Lagos have gone to? This place is far, far north into the Arctic Circle. That's where this mail is coming from. Onafu, Nunavut, Ekalit, and being immersed in the culture in the indigenous culture sorry in the indigenous inuit culture for most of my life inuit people nowadays inuit are the indigenous uh, people that live in that canadian area like up north close to the arctic circle they're the indigenous people of that area inuit people 
nowadays are deeply committed to reclaiming what has been lost to them through colonization and being surrounded by this okay and being surrounded by this has only increased my longing for and understanding of how important indigenous culture is anyway this is a long way of trying to express how impactful it has been to me to discover your podcast and through it other channels like the medicine shell that you recommended especially because it connects me to the to Igbo land in the presence in the present okay in the present instead of the crystallized past that is my mother's stories it is amazing work that you do with an impact that goes so so far it is amazing to hear that you that there are young people who have pride in their culture in their language despite disputes patriarchy or un- or uncritical christianity or capitalism greed that is sometimes too rampant in our communities under a colonial lie that those elements are part of okay under the colonial lie that those elements are part of our indigenous ways and who have hope for a better future for nigeria in general i really it really gives me hope maybe someday Igbo land is a place i or my children could return to i hope it is and i hope it will be and live in freedom and prosperity if more and more people begin to begin to be a little more like you like you are on your podcast keep doing the amazing work also your voice is incredibly soothing and charming sounds like home (laughs) i for one i'm jealous of your emotic vocal flair and i hope that after bringing your after binging your episode i can pick up a little bit don't worry you'll pick it up are you hearing my voice is soothing I have a soothing voice. I did so. You know how when you when you do like a voice note and then you listen to it and then you're embarrassed. That is my that is me. <laughs> At my former workplace, I used to record the radio demos, not the ad themselves, not the radio commercial ad. So I'm a copywriter, so I, I might write the scripts and I want to know how it sounds. I go into the studio, I record the demo, and then when they play back, I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ, my voice was horrible. <laughs> So I think that was one of the first things that I really had to overcome with my podcast was like getting over how horrible I th- I thought my voice was. I just said, yeah, share is great. In the voice is very great. In, they will get used to it and blah blah blah. But apparently, my voice is soothing. Thank you for for writing, share There are so many other mails. There are mails, but thirty minutes have passed and. You know something when you're listening with the anchor app the anchor app sends with the anchor app you can send um voice messages did you know that did you know you could send me voice messages well a lot of people send me voice messages all the time thank you particularly to Oloma. i think Oloma is somewhere in the u.s she always sends me voice notes when she listened to my podcast thank you so much for that thank you Chizara Milo for also sending voice notes thank you Abigail Egu sorry Abigail let me not ruin your surname Abigail wants me to do more 
folk tales. So don't worry, I will I will read folk tales. I don't think I actually remember so many. So I'll, I'll ask some of my some from my dad or from my mother and yeah, I will do more folk tales in season four. Thank you, Abigail, for that. Um thank you for listening. All of you, like a hundred of you that listen to this podcast from apparently all over the world. Thank you. And God bless Cordy. See you again in December. Lol, let me now go and celebrate my bye day. Twenty seven. Oh shit. Badest. Not so. Bye guys. <laughs>